Welcome to the Addison Free Will Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Here you can find sermons from our Sunday and Wednesday night services. You can find more information about the ministry of Addison FWB Church on our website, addisonfwbchurch.org. Stand with me if you're able to stand, open your Bibles to John chapter 15. I come in, I told Matt, I said, you forgot to tell him who's preaching or not, did you? <laughs> and he said, I did tell him. I said, well, they come anyway, didn't they? Because <laughs> here's what I know. If you come to see me, you come here for the wrong reason. Because I ain't nothing. But the man that I came to represent tonight, he's my everything. Amen. In this life, my wife, my children, my granddaughter, they're my everything. But aside from Jesus Christ, he's my all in all. There's another old song, and we used to sing it. Rick would get happy, and he would, Rick would get happy when he's singing. He'd kind of go, oh. <laughs> And that song said, I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. And I'm telling you today, but I'm closer home. I made this statement this morning. I said, I, you know, I, I used to sing this song jokingly. You know, uh, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. Every, can't wait to look in the mirror, get better look. I said, I know better than that. When I look in the mirror, I said, I can see age every day. And that tells me my journey's about up. But I'm telling you, my hope's not here. My hope is there. John chapter 15, verse 11. If you're there, say amen. amen. These things have I spoken to you that your joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Now I want you to know that's a sermon right there in itself. These things, what things? This right here. That your joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. That's not where I want to preach tonight. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if you do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things have I heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. If ye, ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go for, should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you ask in the, of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things that I command you, that ye love one another. Father, we love you. We praise you, Lord. We realize it's Lord, it's in you that we live, we move, we have our being. God, I need your help. I need your strength. I need your power tonight. Lord, I have nothing to stand on outside of you. But I pray tonight for a few minutes. God, help us, Lord. We might be able, Lord, to expound just a little while upon your word. In Jesus' name, and amen. You may be seated tonight. There's an, a reoccurring word there and really a reoccurring phrase, love one another. 
And the word love keeps appearing over and over and over in this, in this passage. As a matter of fact, it's really about all through this chapter. This chapter, uh, uh, you know, it doesn't get a lot of attention. The chapter before it does. John 14 gets a lot more attention because we like the Father. He's going to prepare us a place that's better than this and He's coming to get us and taking there. But we come to this part where Jesus said, uh, again, He's speaking to Jews. Jews were commanded, they were taught all of their life to keep the commandments, to keep the law of God. And Jesus comes and he said, now I have a new commandment that I give to you. Now he didn't say commandments, a commandment. And the commandment was that we love one another as I have loved you. Isn't that what the commandment was? Right there in verse 12. Verse 13 tells us in detail what Jesus did to show them that he loves. No greater love or greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Now, I know when you know that uh, we, we have friends, we have family, we have, have, some have husbands, some have wives, some have, uh, have children or grandchildren that don't know Jesus. And we know beyond a shadow of a doubt, we talk about it every service, we're running out of time. This scripture says that greater love than a no man than have this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Now, if a man is willing to do that for a friend, what will we do for our children? What will we do for our spouse? What will we do for, uh, again, maybe our grandchildren that don't know Jesus? Again, folks, our time, there's an old song said, Life's evening sun is sinking low. A few more days and I must go. My greatest fear for my granddaughter is not the fact of what kind of school she'll be attending when she reaches the age. My greatest fear is who's going to tell her the truth about the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's always was as my children were growing up. That was my greatest fear of them. If, if something happens to dad, who's going to tell them? Who's going to be here, Matt? There's nobody, hardly at all, coming in the ranks behind us. When I when I got ordained in 1993, uh, in the conference I was in in Southern West Virginia, every time that we had conference, every three months, somebody pretty well was getting ordained. And he had been back that for years. Amen. And then all of a sudden, it got less and less and less. And we don't see much coming behind us. You say, I appreciate all that's good. Now, what, what are you trying to say? I want to ask you tonight, how, how far are you willing to go? Amen. Now, I know today that, that none of us are perfect. But let me tell you about two individuals today that were far from perfect. Matter of fact, both of these guys were murderers. 
If we would t- uh, bring them before the ordaining council today and look at their uh, light, Brother Matt, most of them wouldn't be allowed to uh, take membership in the church, let alone to be uh, 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 an ordained minister. In order, uh, You say, preacher, why do you say that? I'm saying, brother, your reputation follows you. Amen. Listen, if we would go all the way back in the book of Exodus, God began to call a man. Now, Jesus used the phrase here. He told them, he said, I have ordained you. That word ordained there, that, to be ordained means to be sent by God. Amen. Come on. I have ordained you that you should go forth and bear much fruit. Now, uh, if we go back in the book of Exodus, there was a fellow that had killed an Egyptian. Yeah. Right? You know who I'm talking about now, don't you? Yeah. And he ran and he hid from the calling that he knew was on his life. Moses, at the age of 40, knew that God had brought him there to deliver the people. But the problem was is that Moses wanted to do it his way. Right? That's why Moses in anger, when he saw the Egyptian rise up and begin to beat uh, listen, one of the Hebrew servants, amen, Moses rose up against the Egyptian and he smote him and he hit him in the sand. He thought, I, I've helped this guy out. I've took care of him. I'm his brother. He'll not tell nobody what happened. Everything's going to be all right. Here's what I know. The Bible says, be sure your sin will find you out. Next day, he sees two uh, uh, Israelites there that they're striving together. They're fighting with one another. And Moses comes up and says, wait just a minute, tries to break up the fight. One of them said, well, uh, who do you think you are to judge between me and him? Amen. You're the guy that killed the Egyptian yesterday and buried him in the sand. Here's what I know. We cannot get ahead of God. God's timing is perfect. He's never late. He's never early. He's on time, right? Remember the song, Here Comes Jesus, right on time, talking about coming to the grave of Lazarus. He wasn't there. We wasn't four days late. He was exactly where he needed to be, exactly at the right time. Why did he enter into Nain on the day he did? Because he knew that there would be a little widow woman coming down to bury her son. Why did he go sit on Jacob's well? Because he knew there would be a woman who had been married five times, was sacked up with somebody else, who had come into the well. He was there on a purpose. Let me say, this. God places us amen, in places on purpose. Amen. amen. How do you know that, preacher? Well, you remember a little girl in the book of Ruth named Esther? Yeah. Right? For who knows for God has brought you the kingdom for such a time as this. Preacher, where are you going? All right, hold with me. Moses, by the hand of God, begins to lead the children of Israel out. They come out they begin to, uh, they're out there, they begin to worship God. Moses said, uh, God said, Moses, I want you to come up on top of the mountain. Uh, and you're going to uh, bring Joshua, your servant. Some people miss that, that Joshua was up there. But he was there. He was his minister, which means his servant. He came up there with him. And in all that, God hands him the commandments. And about the time after the end of the 40 days, you remember the story? Well, we don't know what happened to Moses. Aaron, would you make us a golden calf? Aaron said, bring me all your gold and your jewelry, your earrings and all that. 
Amen, listen, and, and he fashioned it with his hands and said, These be thy gods, O Israel. And he began to worship them. And the noise came up in the ears of God. And he got, said, Moses, get down. There's a strange noise in the camp. So Moses comes down. We know the story. Moses, right, what does he do? He loses his temper. He threw down what God had given him. Like Gabby, Friday night she stood in front of a TV at her house with a remote control. She always wants to demote. We had no batteries in it. She's standing there pushing buttons and don't know out of the blue. She said, what the heck? And threw that thing on the floor. That's what Moses did. Came down off the mountain and said, what the heck? And smashed those things. People begin to run and hide. You know what? I don't care where they run. I don't care where they hide. God found them. God got rid of them. God killed them. Do you hear me what I just said there? God killed them that were out there committing uh, adultery. And adultery. I'll just throw that in. They were worshiping that calf. And God said, Moses, I want you to get out of the way. He said, I'm going to kill them all. He said, I'll take these rocks in this mountain and I'll raise you up another another people out of these rocks. I'll make people. And Moses, they'll follow you. And Moses said, God, what is all the world going to say if you kill these people? He said, God, by the way, If you're going to kill them and do away with them, just blot out my name. What if, Matt, you and I come to God in prayer and say, God, if it means me dying lost for my husband or my child or my neighbor or my co-worker to be saved, God, let me die lost. God, I I love them enough. I'm going to tell you the worst thing Amen. That you can try to picture in your head or in your mind is one of your husbands or someone that you care deeply about screaming out of the pits of hell saying, oh God, have mercy on me. If you really picture that, you'll pray different. You'll eat different. You'll act different. The problem, the the Bible said where there is no vision, the people perish. Seems like the church has lost sight of that. People perish and go to hell. Well, you know, God's a merciful God. He's a just God too. You reject Jesus, He'll reject you. There's only one way to get to heaven. That's accept Jesus. You accept Jesus, He accepts you. You reject Jesus, He rejects you. He said, God, just blot out my name. And God turned from His anger. Amen. Because Moses prayed. Amen. He said, Moses, He said, I won't kill them now. But not one of them is going to inherit the land that I promised them. Because you have prayed for them. Let's go in and you say, preacher, well, that's Old Testament. We don't live under the law. We don't need that book. We don't need to follow the examples of that. Well, all right, let's go to the New Testament. He yeah. Amen. Listen, there was a man standing one day and he began to lay coats at his feet. 
And there was a man standing there that had testified of Jesus Christ. Amen. Priest son of the power of God named Stephen. This young man standing there and beheld his face, the scriptures, as, as it was the face of an angel. And looking into heaven, he said, Father, lay not this sin at their feet. Not only did the coats fall at, their, at the feet of Saul, there was a, a man named Stephen that fell there innocent. That Stephen died because he stood for Jesus. Amen. Later on, we find Saul going down the road to Damascus. We know the story. A great light shines upon him. Ain't it amazing? A great light changed both these men. One saw a burning bush. Amen. Listen, in the middle of the day. Another one saw a great light from heaven. He didn't know where it came from. Amen. <laughs> The blinder I get, the better I see. He was blind. They had to lead him. Remember his reputation? He said, Arise, go into Damascus to a street called Straight. All of a sudden, God began to speak to a man named Adonai. I said, I want you to go down the straight street. Amen. I get to Simon the Tanner's house and acquire for one named Saul. Behold, he prayeth. He said, Lord, I've heard many things about him. His reputation. We know the story. He walked in, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared unto thee. Amen. Repent. Believe. Be baptized. Straightway the scales fell from his eyes. He was baptized. He prayed, was baptized, accepted Jesus Christ. You know what Paul's greatest desire was? It wasn't, listen, you know why he wanted to go to Rome? Hey Amen. If you go back and you study Romans chapter 1, he said, listen, I, I, I counted all joy, if I remember, it serves me correct. Amen. I, in other words, I'm excited. You know, he went to Rome as a prisoner. Yeah. He said, but I have longed to come to preach to you, Jesus. You know what he prayed? My prayer, my desire for my brethren, for all of Israel. I count myself accursed that my brothers might attain unto salvation. What are you willing to give? How far are you willing to go to see somebody saved? Matt's got a series of meetings scheduled in January. You know what I know? If we don't pray, if we don't fast, if we don't witness, if we don't seek God, if we don't invite people out, again, if we don't pray, I'm talking about earnestly. We'll have a good time. We won't see any fruit. Well, preacher, you know we're living in the days of the great falling away. Probably are. Let me tell you what my Bible says about my God. I am the same yesterday. I am the same today. And forevermore, I change not. Sister Deb, I read where God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Amen. I feel that with everything in me. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Church, let's get on our knees. Let's bury our head between our knees and let's cry out, God, whatever it takes, and be willing to go through whatever it is that God would use to bring somebody to Him.
count my life accursed. My mama used to get so mad at me. They'd have all these family reunions or family dinners. I couldn't go. Sister Deb knows exactly what I'm getting ready to say. Because I had to be in church. I was the pastor. That was my calling. Now, there was a rare occasion that we made, we made arrangements and we went. And by the way, nothing wrong with going to that stuff every now and then. But I'm telling you today, if you want God to move in your life, you've got to move everything out. You want God to use you, you've got to move everything out. Your spouse, your children have got to take second place. Your job, your career, he's got to be number one. That's got to be second place. If he's not number one, amen, listen, to be Lord, he's got to be number one. If he's not number one, he's not your Lord. Because if we obey the flesh, guess who's Lord? It's not every time that I come to church, I feel like coming to church. It's not, Brother Matt, you testify this. It's not every time that I get up to preach, I feel like preaching. Or I feel like maybe even that I have a message. And some people say, well, we noticed that. <laughs> Here's what I know. I want God to take what little I have and use it for His glory. You know, uh, let him give the increase. One man can sow the seed. One man can water the seed. But if God don't give the increase, what does that mean? That means I need you and you need me. We need one another. In the book of Acts chapter 3, Everybody talks about how wonderful it was when the Spirit of God fell. Do you know how it fell? They were all in one mind, one accord. Do you think it would have failed had they been divided? God's not the author of confusion. He didn't come to bring that kind of division. He said, Father... He's, matter of fact, in this same chapter, I thank you for all these you've given me. I've not lost any of them. I pray that they may be one as we are one. As we are. Matt messaged me <clears throat> Monday or Tuesday about preaching tonight. And I said, why? He said, I feel led to. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Lord. Because here's what I know. It ain't about me. It ain't about Matt. We got to work together. I got his back. He's got my back. I ain't here to cause division. I want to see souls from that side to that side crying out, oh God, help me. And to see them get up with joy on their face and walk different. Why is that? Why, Why do you want that, preacher? Because there's a place prepared for the devil and his angels called hell. You know the worst thing about hell? That ain't all of it. We talk about how horrible hell is. Death and hell deliver up the dead which are in them. And they stand before a great white throne judgment. And the books are open. Every man's judged according to his, to his works or his deeds done in the body. 
Amen. Listen, and uh, if they're not found, he's not found in the book of life. He's cast alive into the lake of fire, which burneth forever and forever. Forever. I can't imagine that. I can't imagine. Listen, I've been burnt a few times by, by different things. Been at blisters, whatever. Old dummy me lit something on fire at the house where he's cleaning up after the barn fell. Gas fumes just come up the side of my face. Of course, the whole side of my face. Thank God it didn't kill me. Could have. I mean, it went right around my head up this way. It was God. That's one of them but good Jesus moments, right? Think about the Lord moments. Gabby was standing on the porch. You know what she said? Hot. And every time she looked out that way and every time she looked at my face, she said, hot. I want you to know hell's hot. The lake of fire is hot and eternity has no end. You show me one person you want to see go there. I ain't met anybody yet. I don't care how bad they are. I ain't met anybody yet I want to see go there. What are we doing about it? We're like this, man. We've got our hands in our pockets. Amen. I remember an old preacher told me when I was just a young preacher, his <laughs> name was Oki Dean, one of the finest men in Mingo County. He said, son, don't ever try to preach with your hands in your pocket. You know, you can't do anything with your hands in your pocket. You can't help nobody with your hands in your pocket. Amen. You can't do nothing. We've got to get our hands up. <laughs> Idle hands lead to idle minds, and idle minds lead to sin. Amen. Yep. Just saying. What are we doing? What are you, how far are you willing to go? There's a good crowd here tonight. This ain't a third of what this house used to hold on Sunday night. Amen. I realize a lot of them is buried right over there. I understand that. What have we done to fill their seat? 20 years from now, two-thirds of this crowd probably be gone. Matt, that's me and you and Earl. Uh, you got Justin and, and uh, uh, Will's back there. I, I seen her husband come in a while ago. Who's going to be here? We got to get to work. If the Lord doesn't come, Addison Church in 20 years might close. Yeah. Doesn't that make us sad? Brother Matt, I, I, remember, I remember this number right here. Because you was in that corner and I was in that corner or vice versa. Yeah. We said we'd stand in the corner of the whole Sunday school Amen. if we got over 300. I remember that day. You know how uh, there was people that said that couldn't happen. But there was people that believed that it could. And they worked to see it happen. You know, we can do it again. To the man that believes all things are possible. But to him that doubteth, nothing is possible. 
To him that, that him that lacketh faith, let that not man think not that he stands. You can't stand and help anybody. You can't do nothing unless you've got faith. Amen. But when you have faith, I was reading earlier this week, my, my, my through the Bible thing is a little bit different than what you're, you guys are doing. I was reading uh, again in Acts chapter 4 this week where people were threatened by, so don't do any more of this Jesus stuff. And they beat him. Matt, they ain't everybody laid a hand on me. Oh, there have been a th- few threatened to over the years of pastoring. Nobody has. And they count themselves worthy and rejoiced and said, God, show mighty miracles, do mighty signs. Use us, God, to prove to the world that you're still alive. Let me be willing to say that today. Use me, God, to show the world. Hold your hand up. Lord, use me to show the world you're still alive. I'm telling you, Addison Church can make a difference in somebody's life every day. How, how's Addison Church going to do that? Through me and you. Amen. Through me and you. And the only way we can do that is if I've got your back and you've got my back. Together. United Mind Workers statement used to be united we stand, divided we fall. You know what happened to the United Mind Workers? They started doing this selective strike. They would, well, we're going to strike over here and we're going to strike over here. We ain't going to strike everybody. You know, we don't have the bargaining chips we used to have. You know why? Because everybody didn't strike. When everybody striked, they shut everything down. They meant business. But when they began to compromise and say, hey, well, we, we just do, you know, let me say this. There's no big eyes or little U's in God's army. Listen, we're God's army. We're not just Addison Church. We're God's army. We're part of the general assembly of the firstborn. And I'm not more important than you, and you're not more important than me. we got to work together to see souls safe. How far are you willing to go? Come on, man. You've been listening to the Addison Free Will Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. You can find more information and explore our outreach ministries on our website at addisonfwbchurch.org. Thank you for listening.